Next, on News for the Soul, Soul Talk with Summer. Summer's Soul Talk is for soul searchers and self-healers wanting to master their fear and step into radical responsibility within a community of lifelong learners. Summer believes we are in a time of collective conscious healing. The age of Aquarius is a paradigm shift from what she calls a fight, force, and fixed paradigm toward one of courage and the knowledge that miracles and magic are real and not something out of the ordinary anymore. Please welcome Summer. Back to News for the Soul. Welcome back, Summer. Thank you, Nicole. I'm excited for today. Yeah, what's up for today? Uh, Well, we're going to talk about the spirituality quotient or spiritual universal intelligence over IQ or EQ. Analytical uh, intelligence or emotional intelligence, and I'm going to explain what that what I think that is. All right, sounds perfect. The floor is yours. I'll be here if you need me. Okay. <laughs> All right, sounds great. So I'm I'm open to uh, questions, conversations, comments today. So feel free. Um, I'll I'll just tell you a little bit more about what I see that being. I see there's a lot of hypocritical statements and people finding it really difficult to put into um, into practice into the daily mundane lives, their, their sense of spirituality or their sense of wholeness, their soul. Um, there's a real split between how we live our lives and what we believe to be true. So uh, this SQ, or what I call the spirituality quotient or um, spiritual intelligence, is the ability to embody and apply our book smarts. So it's kind of people read books, but they may not necessarily be living out what they've learned in their head. So there's a lot of people I work with, they're really stuck in their thinking mind. And we just cannot think our way out of something we felt our way into. So to embody means to be in the body. And to empower means to have power within And SQ means that we're going to put your rational mind in service to your soul. So to embody means to be in the body, to live in the body, because it's actually a conduit of universal law and consciousness. To be empowered means to put the power within, not just in the mind, but the body, because it has a type of physical intelligence that conducts higher or universal intelligence through it energetically. So our bodies are this conduit of truth. And as we live in alignment to higher intelligence and higher intelligence, we have a lot more health, a lot more joy, a lot more positivity in our relationships. And I believe we can actually create heaven on earth. But, uh, we've been taught, you know, uh, with our analytical mind that anything physical is just physical. And we don't trust our bodies as these conduits and really know how to apply universal law to our everyday life. So I'm going to touch on that today. So what I've noticed is that, you know, working in hospitals and uh, naturopathic offices is people come in and they treat their bodies more of these you know, these meat sticks with random or annoying symptoms that they want to fix or get rid of. So they're trying to cut out numb fix and are often ashamed of its signals or signs that it's sending. 
So I really see that we have an energetic relay system, and this goes really back to Einstein, and I've probably mentioned this on the show before. Einstein says energy can't be created or destroyed. So if our physical body as a representation of the energy that runs it, how do we really understand it? And it's very difficult with our English languages or any other. So how do we speak energetic? So energy cannot be created or transformed. It's always, energy can't be created or destroyed, always transformed. So it's always moving through our energetic relay system from our physical body through the energetic or emotional and spiritual and back. It transforms freely between all of these systems. And the one that we have the most difficulty with is the one in the middle. So if we go from physical, emotional, and spiritual back to emotional and physical and back, we have this disconnect or this um, frayed wire when it comes to our emotions. And emotion really means energy in motion that needs to stay in motion. So we tend to short circuit it. We repress, we deny, we don't know what to do with our emotions. And I'm going to explain what, what we do with them here. <laughs> um, people tend to be afraid of physical symptoms and emotions. They do weird things with them. They try to fix them as if there's something wrong. Another thing that people do is that they're afraid of stuff. So when people go to their spirituality, they decide that they will hold a ceremony or something and say, I'm divinely protected. People smudge, they do ceremonies in preparation for any spiritual work what they're doing. However, what I would say and some people aren't going to like me for saying this, is the instant you're doing that, you're not in true alignment with source or spirituality itself. Because it means you're afraid of something. To protect yourself from something naturally means that you're afraid. What are, what are you protecting yourself from exactly? God? Some evil entity or something that you think is there? Um. Gary Zukov says that anything dark is just the absence of light. So as we look at what we're trying to protect ourselves from whenever we're in a ceremony or smudging or doing different types of things to protect ourselves, it's often people think of entities, attachments, spirits. But if it's really true that energetic law is the same, for everything. It doesn't matter what kind of energy it is, whether it's a physical symptom, an emotion, another person, or spirits, entities, attachments, aliens, I don't care what you think it is. All energy shifts as you accept, honor, and trust what it's showing you. And how you do that, it really goes back to, I believe the movie Star Wars, and I might be dating myself here, but... um, there's the dark forces, right? We've been taught in our world, often so many of us have been brought up with the ideas around religion that there's the evil, there's the dark, there's the hell, and there is God as if they're separate things. They're not separate. All energy is ubiquitous. It's 
within our body, it's within our mind, and it's also part of universal consciousness. So as Luke is in his jet fighter in the movie Star Wars, the very first one, he's driving towards the Death Star. And really what that symbolizes with this is anything that's not life-giving to us, which is negative thoughts, judgment, everything that we judge to be wrong with us. Because there's nothing wrong. It's all about life's divine makeup. And as he's putting this device in front of his face, Luke in Star Wars, he's trying to pinpoint this very tiny uh, place in the Death Star. And he hears Obi-Wan Kenobi's voice, use the force, Luke. And he dismisses it. And I think so many of us do the same thing. We're taught to use the force, to trust, to have faith, but we're always looking on the outside for the proof of what we're doing. Something we can see and touch. So we heard the voice, use the force, Luke. And then, again, trust me. And eventually, if we all know the movie, he shoots out the Death Star. And he relies and he becomes a master at meeting his own fear and the resistance that he has to accepting, honoring, and trusting. And it's really about trusting source itself. Are you here out of fear? Is God a punishing God? Or is the universe benevolent and kind and does it provide life-serving energy because it itself is a part of who you are? So nothing happens outside of us. It's all mirrors. And if we are pulled by circumstances of what surrounds us, by what we're afraid of, by um, people or persons or things that people have done us wrong or uh, being laid off a job, whatever it is, we will never be at peace in our mind and we will continue to develop all sorts of symptoms disease cancers fibromyalgia all of those types of things so my purpose of today is to remember helping people to remember how to live in alignment with source energy Um, we need to be able to feel into our bodies. So if you're listening and you are experiencing something that has you in bed for days, that has you feel hopeless, that has you in chronic pain, I want you to know that it will move as the energy within your field shifts. And to ask yourself the question of what kind of thoughts are you currently running through your head? Is it judgment? Is it egotistical thoughts? Is it fear-based thoughts? All of those will produce a sensation of pain of some kind and suffering. When you breathe into what I call pure energetic awareness or your inner resonant truth. So let's say you're 
sad. You've been crying for three days. You breathe into the sadness and you feel it even more deeply. Seems counterintuitive because we always want to destroy it and make it go away, but you let it move by breathing into it. Breathing into the sadness, in fact, trying to exaggerate it is sometimes useful so you can really get to know its, its essence. And then you can ask it, if you're really earnest about this, with your energy field, with your intention, with your mouth, with your mind, you ask it to become another energy form. So physical pain, emotional pain, feelings, sensations, they're all, it's all energy that's running through your body conduit. And you have the power to ask it to become another form of energy, like an image, a sound, a memory. And it's universal law. Einstein said it. And energy can't be created or destroyed, only transformed. So trying to get rid of your feelings, trying to numb it through painkillers, cutting it out through surgery, which sometimes, you know, once it's gone that far, it's, it's helpful. But before that time, you can ask all forms of energy to become another form. And if you're truly open to it, it will. It will flow between all forms of energy. So every type of energy or, sorry, um, sense that we have on the outside, taste, smell, hearing, sound, sensation, um, is also part of our inner makeup. So our outer sensations are reflected in our internal sensations. We all have um, clairvoyance, clairaudience, clairsentience. We haven't. It's been dismissed as the sixth sense and as something scary and woo-woo, but we all have it and we're all starting to remember it. We are in a massive awakening right now to these things. So if you are struggling in physical pain, crying, whatever, there's, there's lots of people going through a healing crisis, health crisis, divorce, humor me and just try it. High breathing. It makes it super intense, whatever you're experiencing. Keep breathing and watching as you become an observer and you trust what you're noticing, it will shift. The only thing that stops energy from moving is your judgment, is what you might call the collapse of the wave function in quantum physics. You're limiting the possibilities of what you can experience in your life, of magic and of miracles. So I am open if anyone is um, experiencing something deeply disturbing to guide you through a process of inside out so you can know what it's like to allow these energies to move within you so you can, what Luke did, Use the force in your own world to gain insight, which often leads to spontaneous healing of some form or another. So I'm curious if there's people that have any questions, doubts, comments at all, Nicole. Um, Everyone on the board is just listening, um, but we've got an email from Michelle in Ontario. And she says mm-hmm. that she's had this low energy problem for going on to three years now. 
um, that the energy mm. isn't moving, <laughs> and what can she do? Oh, okay. Thanks, Michelle. Um, is you know, fibromyalgia, uh, chronic fatigue, all of those things. Uh, I'm curious if it's something that's been diagnosed. So low energy um, often is a signal that we're really not taking care of ourselves. And sometimes we don't know what it is that provides us energy. And our culture is a little bit counter energy. Uh, really, we, you know, need to interact with people. We need to have support. We need to have fun. We need to have play. We need to have exercise, all of these things. I will tell you about one of my clients, Lee, who did have uh, HPA access, adrenal fatigue, burnout. Um, prior to that, she was an elite athlete. Um, she had two girls um, that were, were difficult. They, they had had major health problems um, growing up. But she went um, to a naturopathic doctor, tried all the physical things. And one thing that's so, so common in our world today is the belief that we have to do everything ourselves, that we're responsible for others' emotions, that we have to people-please them. In fact, Gaber Mate, who talks about autoimmune disorders, talks about this quite a lot, and it's a lot more prevalent in women, is that we're not allowed to rest. We have so much cortisol and adrenal fatigue because we expect ourselves to run like robots. We've brought ourselves as a human race out of the information or out of the industrial age where economies of scale and mass production are key and now it's the information age. We are taught that we are more like commodities on conveyor belts with broken parts rather than the energetic system that we really are. We are moving into a spiritual age. So we want to get off our own mental conveyor belts, believing that we have broken parts, um, believing that we can't rest. So I might ask you, Michelle, you know, how often do you rest? And some people will say, well, I lay down all the time. I sleep a lot. But what's your mind doing? Do you have mental rest? Can you settle into, and I I was actually just helping out a a friend who has a severe illness and she wasn't eating for four days and she wanted to take her head off of her body. And most people energetically, when I work with them or I see them, they are all their energies in their head. They don't even know how to be in their body. Breath is one way. And, and not in your chest where your shoulders are above your ears, but breathing through your belly. Being in, embodied in the conduit of source energy. It's in your body. Most people think of it as a physical thing and spirituality or healing happens somewhere else, but your body's a conduit to everything. So the only thing that really, really exhausts us is, is judgment, constant mental activity. 
without receptivity. So we're psychologizing, analyzing, and pathologizing ourselves constantly, and it's exhausting. <laughs> so, Michelle, I might encourage you um, to participate in, in uh, self-healing circles or groups that invite you to join a group nervous system. And a lot of um, my partners are courses Group nervous systems allow people, when you're around them, because all energetic fields and every person is an energetic field, to start resonating with those who already know how to drop into their bodies without judgment, to allow it to start moving freely. Stuck energy, um, a lot of people... There's, there's lots of really common terms this, these days. Trauma is a really big one. I, I prefer the term energetic stamp. So there is a lot of unconscious things that we've picked up, and things are moving so fast we don't have time to integrate or emotionally process anything. So when we don't have energy, it's time to stop. And then, of course, we walk, can't stop. I need to make money. I need to do all these things. I need to have a house. I have a car. I have kids. Like, well, our culture is backwards. We're not commodities. We're not meant to be on conveyor belts like that. And we don't have any broken parts. So it's about slowly simplifying one's life and prioritizing oneself. People will think, oh, that's selfish and it's needy or whatever it, it is. But that, there's that old good old saying, we can't give from an empty cup. And the thing is, all energetic beings, every other person that we come in contact with, whether it's our parents or children or whatever that we're constantly pouring into, feel the resentment and the lack of energy that comes out of it. And it doesn't actually serve them at all. So there's a story in the, in the, in the um, course that we teach, the conscious communication my partner and I teach. It comes from the principles of Marshall Rosenberg, who was a psychologist who decided after 21 years of being a PhD in his profession that he would quit judging people. <laughs> so he gave up his license. So Michelle, if you really think about it, you might notice and start catching some of your saboteurs or what's going on in your mind about what they're actually saying to you, which is, oh, you're lazy, or why did you do that, or this was wrong, or why isn't things working out, and what's going on. What Marshall Rosenberg says, and I love his quote, is that any label, judgment, or diagnosis is a tragic and suicidal expression of what's alive in us. So people often ask us what we do. That's the first thing people ask us as a question in our lives. I have this preference to ask people, you know, how are you bringing your true life into form? And how can I be of service to that? Or what's alive in you? What are you noticing right now, in this present moment, 
Forget about the past. Forget about the future. Don't try to protect what's going to happen right now. What's alive in you? And what that means is, what are you noticing? What are you feeling in your body? What's present in your mind, your heart, your soul? How are you feeling? Most people don't know how to answer that question. They will answer with, well, I feel like, or they'll tell a story. They have no idea what kind of energy is running through their body conduit. So the Center for Nonviolent Communication, if some of you are interested, um, or I can email them to you, feelings and need sheets are wonderful English words to help describe the energy that runs through you so that you can start getting your needs met. Because needs describe universal energy. Marshall Rosenberg describes needs, and I use it all the time in my work, in energetic work, so that people can relate what's going on in the spiritual realm and and form some form of English language around it. He calls needs the um, words that describe the life-serving energy that motivates and sustains us. That's where we get our energy from. If we have negative energy like depletion, exhaustion, depression, it's a sign telling us that our needs aren't being met, that we need more support, food, shelter, companionship, trust, creativity. Maybe we've pushed through some devastating news and and we haven't had time to grieve. So I... I hope that helps you a little bit, Michelle. And if you've emailed, if you'd like me to send you a few tools, I do have a mind-body medicine uh, symptoms journal uh, and some feelings and need sheets that might help you to really get at, okay, why am I so depleted? Or maybe you already know based on what I've said. I'm curious if Michelle has any emailed comments. Or if that helped out. Yes, we have a, another in, uh, email, though, from, this is Hannah in Scottsdale. And she has mm-hmm. also, for the last three years, interestingly, had this uh, growing anxiety and a sense of impending doom, and she has no idea where it's coming from. Mm. Um, Hannah, was it? Hannah in Scottsdale. Okay, Hannah in Scottsdale. Well... You know, if you're an empath or an intuitive, um, the world is going through a massive awakening, which means there are shadow sides of uh, waking up everywhere. People are going through healing and life crisis everywhere, and it's not just in a single place. Um, human consciousness is awakening. We, we're a very violent species. There's no need for wars on planets whatsoever. It just reflects our own inner conflicts. Um, so as you breathe into that anxiety, um, it's, it's basically asking you to develop more skills, the spiritual trust of how to move through those things. And although there's a universal consciousness, it also... The microcosm reflects the macrocosm. So anxiety might mean 
I need more clarity. And doom is an interesting judgment. I'm curious how that actually feels in your body. You know, you might have flutters or pain or something. Um, And I don't know if you get visions or images of things that might happen. What you need to know of, and that is, you know, Gary Zukov says this in his book, Seed of the Soul. That no matter what happens, it does happen for our highest good and our learning. Now people can say, well, the murder of a child or a, a bombing, an earthquake, a disaster is, is horrible. It's doomed. Well, as we embrace the higher reality of the soul or the Holocaust or the Inquisition, if we embrace the FQ or the spirituality quotient that we're talking about, we are looking far too close at and not at a bigger, wider perspective and understanding how darkness moves through and becomes light. So the word doom in itself is is fear-based. So how can you move towards more trust? Um, There's a movie called The Shack. um, And there's a Buddhist uh, statement or term, you know, we don't know what's good and what's bad. And God does not judge only humans do. Religion says that God judges, but it's actually the, the people, the men who elicit the religions that judge. So what I would say to you is don't judge the energy in your body. It might feel like anxiety, but as you breathe into it, it will move and give you images if you ask it to. And then if the images to you are frightening or scary, Again, you breathe into it and you watch and they will move. They will transform into other things that will make sense to you and you will get insight. Um, You might have spirit guides or animal guides or all sorts of things come to you afterwards. Um, So that's how I would uh, um, respond to Hannah in Scottsdale. All right. So there... Any other questions? Yep, uh, we've got another email. That? This is from this is from Tracy in New York, and she thinks she's had again for last couple of years or so uh, vivid dreams, and they don't feel like dreams. Often they feel surreal and very real. So she's wondering if you can comment on what that might be, what might be going on there. Oh, sure. So New York, that's fun. Um, the, the separation between the physical world and the spiritual world, the veil between them is becoming thinner and thinner. And our dreams allow the energy of universal consciousness to, to filter through us. It does filter through our own uh, perception uh, of reality. Um, but, um, yeah, 
people are waking up to clairsentience, clairvoyance, clairaudience, and when we're asleep, particularly between the hours of 1 to 3 p.m., is when we can really receive a lot of downloads of spiritual information, of SQ. Again, we don't want to get our IQ, our analytical or logical mind, uh, to, to judge it. We, we want to have our IQ implement the information that our spirit. So our ego is supposed to be in service to our soul. So that's where, as a human species, we get those, that kind of information mixed up and garbled. We're trying to apply the 3D material reality um, to spiritual reality, and that's where we get really confused. So if you keep a dream journal beside you, um, and one thing that really helps um, actually is not waking up to an alarm. Um, and as you are in your dream world, the spiritual realms, and, and there are multiple realities and past lives and all of these things, and energetically they all exist at the same time. You can do the same things as I'm saying, as if you were in an inside-out or the closest thing you might call it is a meditation. But in a dream, again, dream images and all of that stuff is just energy. So it applies to the same universal laws of energy as everything else. Whatever's coming through, as you can calm yourself and center yourself like Luke does when he goes to the Death Star, Trust the force. There's nothing scary that's out there. When you are light itself, when you are a a hollow bone, an empty conduit, there's nothing negative for anything of that nature to feed off of. You're not creating anything of that, that kind. Having said that, there are a lot of unconscious people uh, and energies on the planet. There are. Um, and this is where we're starting to learn more and more how to be a lot more like Luke. How do we tie, tap into those, to the SQ? And one way is through dreams. And if you, if you write them down, you know, even if it's little pieces, if you have your journal beside you and you're half awake, if it's waking up, write it, write it down so that um, you can make some, some sense of it and use some of the, the tools. Um, you might want to take some of that information if you're getting stuck yourself to, to a local clairvoyant, clair tea shop, um, uh, some spiritual mentors. Not everyone is um, as skilled um, and ask them for their point of view. Um, and really start engaging your own inner resonant truth. What, what is a yes for you out of those downloads that you're, that you're getting? Yeah, that's what I would, how I would respond to that one. All right. Um, well, we've got a caller, um, 917. They've just tuned in, so you're probably going to have to bring them up to speed. 917, what's your first name? Where are you calling in from? Oh, hi, Nicole. Thank you so much. Hi there. And hi, Sarah. This is Karen in New York. Hi, Karen. Hi, Karen. Hi. Thank you. Um, do I ask you a question, or do you tune in, or 
Sorry, I'm a little unsure. Um, I missed the first part. Good way to the replay. Thanks, Karen, for for being so brave to call in. We're just we're talking about um, spiritual or universal intelligence and how we can tap into that today. Mm, um, yeah. And how sometimes our IQ, our analytical intelligence, or emotional intelligence, or lack thereof, can sometimes get in the way of how we. Um, allow our spiritual intelligence to guide our life. That's what we're talking about today. Yeah. Great. Yes. I need more of that. I'm working on it. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not sure my messages are clear when it comes through. So, and I have an interview coming up next Wednesday. I've been trying to tune in to find out what it's about and I'm not getting anything. Well, I'm getting negative feelings, but that could be my mind. I'm not sure it's my intuition. Oh, well, yeah, negative negative feelings are feelings, and it's pointing you in the direction of of a need that you might have. So are you able to feel those feelings right now? Yes. Okay. Do you want to play with me a little bit here? And I'll guide you in, in getting an answer. Okay. <laughs> you didn't know what you were walking into when you made the phone call today. <laughs> uh, no, so actually, I was going to listen. I didn't know if you were taking calls. So. Oh, for sure. <laughs> okay. Always. Okay, so my job is to only keep you out of your head so that you know the difference between your intuition and what your mind says. So the mind stops energy uh, moving through judgment. So these negative emotions that you're having right now, are you able to label them or tell me, tell me what they are? Is it anxiety or uh, anxiousness? Yes. 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 Okay. And where do you feel that in your body? Uh, usually the solar plexus area. Mm-hmm, in your gut, right? Just there. A little bit of yeah. pressure in my head, but more in the solar plexus. Yeah. Uh, okay. Good awareness. So as you... Take a breath. So breathing and why it's so powerful is because it's an inspiration, which means to be inspired, to take in. Mm. So are you able to, to breathe into your solar plexus, you know, just making space for that feeling? Some of us hold our breath and try to make it go away. So we want to breathe into it. Yes. I know about the diaphragmatic breathing and all. I do that, yes. Yeah. Well, it's just normal breathing, but just being conscious of taking a breath and watching. And I'm going to invite you to allow that physical sensation, if you can, just ask it to become an image for you and see what it does, if anything. Hmm. And it's okay if it doesn't. A thing like flat. Flash. Like splat, like something spilled or between like a spill oh. or a flash of light with, um, you know, the branches and kind of sparkles coming out around the center. Okay. Of so something That's like that. Great. Okay, great. That's great. A good awareness. So I want, you, I want you to breathe into that flash. It's like a, or a, a flash. It's like a burst of energy, mm-hmm. kind of. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I want you to just to breathe and watch and notice how that, fe- was it startling? Was it surprising? Was it scary? Was it exciting to you? No. 
It's just kind of yeah. like there. It's just kind of there. Okay. Like there in the way, and I want to move it out, but it's there. Oh, okay. So you're judging it. It shouldn't be there. What's mm-hmm. it doing there? You're trying to use your, yeah, you're using your mind. You're like, what the hell? Get, go away. Well, I'm going to invite you to, to huh? So this is where our spirituality quotient comes in and it's energy. So this splash, this thing that's there, I'm going to invite you to fully observe it, breathe into it. Notice how bright it is, if it pulses, if it spilled or splashed, how far it went, Hmm. what color it is. It's weird. It's like a a golden yellow oranges. And it is pulsing. Okay, good awareness, yeah. So I'm going to invite you to to breathe into the rhythm of its pulse, into the light, if it gets brighter or dimmer as it pulses, yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm going to invite you to sit with it. Sometimes we're impatient. We're like, okay, change, do something. What do you do? No, sit, sit with it. Really observe it. Interesting. And then just see what else you notice about it. Kind of reminds me of a sun, the way you describe it. Mm-hmm. 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 Now it feels like it's rippling like it's in water. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm curious if it has a temperature. Uh, warm. <laughs> that sounded like a question. You don't have to answer my questions if they get in your way no. and you go in your head. So uh, the light transformed to ripples as in water. I'm going to invite yeah. you just to breathe into what it, yep, to what it reminds you of, to what it feels like, to how big the ripples are. Like floating away. Like floating away. Mm-hmm. Are you a swimmer? I haven't in a while, but yeah, I, I'm, I'm not great, but I can swim. Yeah. Have you ever been on the Cuban Riviera Ocean or anywhere like that floating on the water? Well, in some ocean, but not that one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> More floating is easier for me in pools than the oh, ocean. Okay. Right. Well, when you think of floating and ripples in the water. Mm, calming, soothing. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm going to you to really breathe in and allow that sensation. See what you notice. No, like it's kind of swirling in the water. Like it's what? Swirling in the water. Okay, in swirling. Mhm. Mhm. And and what you said, like it. What's what's swirling in the water? 
the whatever that uh, image I had that in my solar plexus had been being transformed. Oh, okay. That what? Okay, yeah. What that's what I was supposed to focus on. Okay, so that that energy then now is just swirling in the water. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What if you put yourself in the water? Yeah. Y- yourself. Yeah, it's calming with soothing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I just want you yeah. to notice one thing here, and that is you went in with anxiety, and now you're noticing a calming, a soothing energy, and you did nothing to try to make that happen. So you're, right. you mentioned an, an interview or something like that. Is that what you said was making you anxious, the thought of, yeah. of an interview or something? Yes. Yeah, Okay. So without knowing much about what that is, I'm going to invite you to really anchor into this um, soothing, rippling energy. And notice when you focus on your body and the energy, it, it automatically soothes you and you are no longer in your mind. So there's some kind of thought that you have about the interview. Maybe you're not going to do it well. You don't like the people. I don't know what it is. But your spiritual intelligence in your body is telling you that you're already everything you need to know and you just need to settle into your body and you will feel calm. So Mm -hmm. with, with this interview, do you have thoughts like that that you've noticed? What, that I'll be calm? I'm not sure what... No, like you had anxious feelings. So what kind of thoughts came up for you when you think of that? Uh, Yeah, why are they... Well, it's not for a job. It's for yep. a program long to see if, I'm, if anything changed, if I'm still eligible, and I would like to not need this program, but at this point I still haven't found a solution. I'm st- I still need it. And so okay. I don't know. It feels, I wasn't thinking that it's protocol, thinking something is up. Now, do they have some information that's going to be negative about me or, you know, okay. that, you know something so you, changing, that kind of thing. It's an insecurity. Okay, good awareness. Yeah. So you're in fear. Um, so there's yeah, an insecurity, a, yeah, a judgment of fear. So here's the tricky thing about fear and meeting it. It's just like meeting the anxiety that we just did in your body. Fear, what they say it is, is false expectations appearing real. So you want to master Mm -hmm. your fear and go in with that sense of calm and what they'll probably assess you with is being calm and not needing whatever that they're assessing you as needing. It's kind of a a paradox. It's about... Masking your inner resilience first, and then whatever they measure on the outside will reflect what's inside. So your anxiety comes from those thoughts. As you breathe into the anxiety and allow it to transform through breath and ask it to become an image or other things, you'll notice you start to feel calm because you're no longer in your mind judging it Mm -hmm. to be. And all, all negative 
thoughts, all negative things, all darkness moves like that as soon as we can stop judging what it is. Does that make sense? Yes. I'm just wondering. <laughs> well, I mean, it's, it's, it's okay, but um, how to use this in the moment? Like yeah. at the time and actually speaking with the people and do all the homework and go in calm, but then, you know, well, am I going to be able to sustain it? Yeah, well, that, that's the practice, right? As a human being, we've been taught to sustain negative thoughts, haven't we, and stay in our head. Mm. So, it, so it is a practice. This is the SQ. We're building the spiritual quotient, the spiritual universal intelligence. Um, so mm-hmm. uh, if you want to learn more, I'm going to be building more. Uh, I've got a YouTube channel, Instagram, Facebook. I don't know if you're on any of those things, or you can shoot me an email summer mm-hmm. at summerbazahara.com and um, I have a Soul Truth Discovery Academy, a school that does teach people the practice, right? We go to school for so many things um, yeah. and this is, this is what I teach people. <laughs> You're right. You can't just have a, a 10 minute dip into it. We go, okay, I see how that works, but then how do I apply that constantly? It's, it's, it's practice. It's, it's breaking old habits. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. More than... <laughs> okay. But but they uh, catch your negative thoughts, know how you feel, and see what you need, and then breathe mm-hmm. into your body, and it will always transform if you can get your mind out of the way. That's what I can offer you in the two minutes that I have left. <laughs> oh well, can I ask, are you getting anything about what this meaning will be? Uh... What will they is, is it a is it a is it a medical meeting like for for uh, like benefits or uh, what do you call that? Um, well, it's like benefits yeah, or something. It, it's yeah, with it is. A, with, it's with Social Security themselves. Oh, okay. Oh, Social Security. Yeah, you're in the states. Um, with with agencies and licensed agencies like that. Uh, if, if, if you are, are in a space of neutrality, they have nothing on you. You don't have to worry about it. So uh, the trick is, again, just like Luke in Star Wars, is not being in fear and trying to rely on some outside thing and, and making things up in your head. Okay, it could be this. You'll, you'll be scattered. You'll be everywhere. You'll be torn out like a hurricane and pulled out into all those crazy stuff. So um, none on, nothing on the outside matters. Not what, not what they think, not what they're going to do, anything like that. Um, so it's about the inner world of home mm-hmm. um, and, and noticing your habit of going, well, are they going to judge me? Are they going to poke me? Are they going to prod me? Are they going to do something? Do I need this? Do I need that? Um, as soon as we can start relying on our inner faith, nothing like that will faze us. It will have no hold on us whatsoever. Yeah. yeah. So she should unattach from the outcome. Is that what you're saying? Uh, that's a great way to put it, Nicole. It's easier to have been done to un- unattach to the outcome because we're predicting the future. And the only way you can have SQ is being present in the present moment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's right. Okay. 
Well, I know I am protected and cared for, and, you know, the universe will always have my back and all, but it's, it's hard to feel that in the moment all the time. So well, here, ultimately, I, I do know that, so I'll try to embody that as well. Well, here's, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw a wrench in it for you because you probably weren't on the call the whole time. Oh. You don't need to be protected. Oh. No. The very idea that you need to be protected means that you're afraid of something, that something has to protect you from something awful. Hmm. So you're already living in fear, thinking that way. The universe, if the universe is benevolent and kind and for your highest good, which people say is a spiritual thing, but then they're like, oh, but I'm protected. Well, if the universe is always for your highest good, then why do you need protection? So again, if you're back in the fullest of your light, if you trust the force, there's nothing to be afraid of. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's a little bit of a... Trust is trust and faith is the epitome of SQ. A lot of us have lost our way in that way, and so then we're like protecting and doing all these things. But if you trust, you don't. You don't. You already know. We're always trying to figure stuff out with our head, but in our being, in our body, we know it's about remembering. Mhm. <laughs> well, there you go. Um, we're coming yeah. to the top, but Karen, let us know how it goes. All right, just uh, stay in the okay. moment, breathe, <laughs> unattached. Thank you. And um, yeah, let us Thank know how you. it goes. Thank you. I just feel better. Okay. We'll work on that. Thank you. Thank you both. All right. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. Take care. Um, and also, open lines are next hour. So for you and all the callers on the board who didn't get through, um, you're going to get dropped off the board you're going to call back in and it's uh, laura o'malley channeled messages from laura and friends <laughs> so summer that was awesome today uh, yeah. we've got a few couple minutes here for some shameless self-promotion what would you like to let everyone know about uh, well if you want to learn more how to embody faith uh and the spiritual uh quotient or spiritual iq um, shoot me a message. Uh, if you're on Instagram, it's Summer Bozahora. Summer is in spring, winter, and fall, B-O-Z-O-H-O-R-A. I'm also on Facebook. Or my email is the exact same, summer at summerbozahora.com. You can email me for information about any of the courses and programs that help you develop your SQ. And Summer's all linked up at newsforthesoul.com. Looking forward to next time, Summer. Be well. Enjoy the ride. Thanks, Nicole. Bye. And we're about to reset the board. So if you're on it, uh, you can call back in in about, give it about four minutes. Laura O'Malley will open the lines. We'll take lots of calls and you can have channeled message messages from other dimensions. So always a party when Laura's here <laughs> and her friends. So uh, drop back in and here we go. We're back right after this. Hear all of our previously aired broadcasts of News for the Soul online at newsforthesoul.com. Now let's get back to the show. Hello, everyone. This is Laura O'Malley, and you're listening to News for the Soul. 